Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And uh, me, Jamie Ball. Hello, Mark. Hello, listener. And welcome to another Ashley Banjo Nosferatu. Get down on your knees, Mark, and hail. Shikaka. Shikaka. Episode of the Betamax Dungeon. Have you finished? Yeah. Can I? Can we? Can we? Can we? Go, can we unpick? <laughs> we can't unpick any of that. You can if you want. What is? What's shikaka? Shikaka, I believe, is a uh, oversized albino bat. What? Shikaka. Shikaka is an oversized well, albino of... bat. What sort of bat? No, it's set out of a movie, Mark. Oh, what movie? movie? Well, it's the it's the uh, it's the bat which is uh, regarded as a deity by the African tribe in Ace Ventura Two. Oh yeah, right. Okay. So yeah. So what are we talking about this? Oh week? yeah, we well, got a film to talk about. Have you? Uh, are we going straight into the main feature? Well, or did you want to? Well, I cover some other stuff. Well, I did mention last week to you that we were going to do our review of the year. Let's do your review of the year this week. And make well, because you forgot review. to do it. No, I, 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 misund- I, my, misunderstood, I my, misunderstood the, the, the assignment because I was busy, busy editing podcasts. So, what, what are you looking at? You know, nothing. I'm looking at your. I can't read any. We have this conversation well, before. Well, I can't I read any of that. Well, okay. why, why is it a secret anyway? You're going to say it in a second. Well, I did, but then. It won't be a surprise for you if you've read it off my bit of paper. How many have you got? How many? How many of what have I got? Have you got like a top ten of favourite yeah. movies of the years? Okay. Yeah. Well, what's straight in at number ten? Um, Shall I get some chart music? Dang, ding, 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 ding. What chart music was that? That it's didn't sound like pops. Paul Hardcastle. What are you talking about? Isn't it Paul Hardcastle that did Top of the Pops. The guy who did 19. Yeah. Is that Paul Hardcastle? Yeah. I think he did the Top of the Pops theme. Okay, what's in it number 10? Stop the bloody hurrying me up shit, Mark. <laughs> All right, we're having a friendly, relaxed conversation. We'll get okay. to the stuff. Okay. All right, don't give me all the bloody crazy. come on bullshit. Um, right. I haven't seen every film this, this year. How can... Stop... <laughs> I haven't seen. <laughs> this is mental. I, haven't, I don't know why you're hiding it. I haven't seen every film this year. So well, on your list? No, on my list are films that I've seen. Oh. But what I'm saying is there are loads of films that I wanted to see this year and didn't. Oh, right, So okay. obviously they're not on the list. They may very well have made the list, but they haven't. Okay. Right, okay. So in reverse order, yeah. at number 10, okay. I'm going with Scream, which is Scream 5. This okay. is Scream. I don't know why I didn't watch that. It was alright. It's on I mean, Netflix now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd be able to see it on something like that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, who I, directed it? Uh, the two guys that did Ready or Not. Interesting. Um, I quite like Ready or Not. You didn't like it, did you? It was okay. I like. I like, um, I like the actress in it. Is it Samara Weaving? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. She's a really good actress. In anything she's in, um, she's pretty good. She was in The Babysitter as well on, uh, I think that's on Netflix. Yes, has that got a sequel now as well? Yeah, the sequel's all right as well. The first one the first one was good. Um, but anyway, Scream So yes, yeah, so Scream 5 at 10. Uh, Have they uh, already finished Scream 6? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Okay. It's not called that, but it should be called that. That's basically what... 
Looks all right. Oh. There's a teaser trailer. Oh, is there? Well. Yeah. They seem to have like just banged that out very yeah, quickly. With quick. the same two guys? Yeah. I know Nev Campbell's not on this one, is she? Uh, no, I think Courtney Cox is back and Jenny Ortega is back from five. Right, okay. Um, there is a teaser and there's a bit of, it's like on a subway and Ghostface sort of appears in a crowd of people on a subway tr- train. Okay. Looks all right. Looks, yeah. okay. Seems a bit weird being in New York, but I don't know. It's, well, Jason went there. Eventually, for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> the last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's number 10. Uh, n- uh, number nine, I went with uh, the Northman. The Northman. The Northman. Yeah. Is that Eggers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd like the Northman as much as uh, the Witch or. The Lighthouse. Yeah. Lighthouse was just weird. I don't know that I'll ever really rush to watch that again. I, I enjoyed think it once. I might. I think I might watch it again, just in case there's some things I've missed. Because it's a, a tour de force of two guys, and it's, they're great to watch. It's a great film. It's great acting. It's a really well-made film, but it's just a very... Um, I, the reason I wanted to watch it again is because... I know we're not talking about The Northman, sorry. We're not talking about The Lighthouse. The reason I wanted to watch it again is to see if... I've heard some other people talk about it. Yeah. And I want to see if I can... If there was something that I'd maybe missed, it'll change certain things. Th- yeah. It's that type of film, isn't it? You could watch, probably watch it three or four times and go, well, I didn't notice that before. Or well, Yeah, that's true. In, in, in a lot of ways, it's, um, it's kind of similar to The Witch. In it, whereas The Witch was a lot of folklore about witchcraft, um, The Lighthouse is a lot of folklore about you know sea tales and being at sea. Nautical. Um, nautical fun. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But I just remember that... It, the lighthouse there's like a foghorn sounding for like what seems like the first 30 minutes yeah in just a small frame size and everything in the black and white it looks great it's a good artistic choice but it just doesn't it doesn't really propel me to go yeah, back to yeah. it anyway the Northman it's not even on my list the Northman is on my list um yeah it's good good sort of Viking revenge thing um is it, it dirty? Is, what, do you, what? Is it dirt? No. What I mean is, it grimy and dirty. Yeah, yeah, relatively. Yeah, it's relatively gory, but it's kind of quite. Is, um, it, is it a more mainstream film than? The, no, no, no. It's quite. It's still quite fantastical, and I'd still say it's quite sort of uh, art house surreal. Right. And okay. I think he had a he had a blockbuster budget or yeah. close to for him like a, a really good budget. Well, he had nine quid in this film. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he had a tenner. Yeah, um, and I, I it, it wasn't what audience blockbuster audiences were expecting. Do you know what I mean? No. It, it, you know, and it is still a proper good Viking revenge saga. Um, is it a little bit dense for the mainstream? It just goes in some weird places. It goes into some weird directions. Um, it's like basically his mum, his father is killed by a guy, and the guy then. Marries his mum, yeah, and he goes back to get revenge. And his mum basically says to him, "Well, your dad was horrible. I'm glad this guy killed him and took me away." So it's a, it's a that there's a, it's an interesting kind of, it's a real tragedy to the whole story, right? Um, I saw it ages ago now as well, so I can't remember a whole hell of a lot of it. It does end with two naked blokes on top of a active volcano. Beating the shit out of one another. 
Sounds great. What's yeah, number yeah. eight? Uh, number eight, I went with uh, Barbarian. Barbarian? Which we've both seen and both talked about. Um, was that number eight? Uh, so number uh, seven... I went with uh, Pre- the Predator movie, Prey. Right. That's good. She's no, really good. Yeah, I'd like that. I um, really enjoyed that. That would probably be on my top ten somewhere. Yeah. I'd watch that again, actually. I'm not sure whether Barbarian would do. What, in your top ten? Mm. Well, it was a little bit derivative. It was, yeah. But... It was like, oh, it was like a... Uh, What's the what's the phrase I'm looking for? I don't bloody know. There's lots of phrases. It was like a big dinner, a feast. It was like a feast. Then he burped, and then it's gone. It's forgotten about. Oh, okay, like a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real fills you out, and then you have a good fart or something, and you're hungry again. Yeah, don't you? After, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a weird way to describe. Mm. Yeah, but some films stay with you. This film kind of stayed with me a little bit. Barbarian did because. Um, we as we've spoken about it before, but it, it, that whole that variation of how men yeah. can make mistakes or yeah. be bad, yeah. And you've got the, the high end of the scale, and, and the then you've very... got the low end of the scale, <laughs> yeah. With a guy who's just a bit clueless with what to say to a girl who's double booked to Airbnb with him, yeah. Um, that side of it I liked, um, but yeah. So uh, that was number. What was that number? That was number seven, wasn't it? Well, uh, ten, nine, eight, seven. yeah. Uh, Predator Prey, we enjoyed that. Yeah, it's good. Um, next movie, uh, The Menu. I haven't seen that yet. Good. Uh, is it An- Anya? Anya. Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Um, she's brilliant, and she's brilliant in everything she's in. But she is in a lot. All of a sudden, she suddenly seems to be in everything. Um, yeah, well, Jennifer Lawrence was a few years back, wasn't she? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's not in so much now, Jennifer Lawrence, is she really? What was she in last? I don't know. I haven't seen her in a lot. I'm surprised she's not a Marvel character. Well, she is. Who, Jennifer Lawrence? Well, she was in the X-Men, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. Who was she in the X-Men? Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, she was, the, was Mystique. In the new set. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're not, yeah, but they're not... It's a, is, that that, will, is it not a Marvel character? It is, yeah. I stand right. corrected. So, you are way geekier than me, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're just a Jennifer Lawrence fan. Um, no, I, I didn't really... I didn't. I like the other lady that played Miss. Yeah, Stone. yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, I won't even attempt to say her name. <laughs> I was wondering if you've gone. Rebecca? I know her first name's Rebecca. Roman Stamos. That's the lady... Um, it always bugged me that they didn't give her more speaking lines. Do you know what I mean? I know well, she was just a henchman at that point, wasn't she? Well, yeah, and I she know she did a lot of henching. I know she had a background as a model as well, but she could act. You know, she could. Was she not in a James Bond film? Uh, not that I remember. She was in. A, I can't remember what she was in. Maybe it was a Jason Statham film. I don't know. She's in a lot of stuff over a certain period. It tended to be more sort of kind of action based yeah. stuff. Um. I sometimes get her mixed muddled up with that. Is it Olga Corialata? I don't even know why you bother. Corial- well, I don't know why I bother. Olga Korolenko. That's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have been further. You just said... I, I had the syllables. No, you didn't. You kind of. 
You had some letters. You wait until we get into the main film tonight, oh. mate. I'm going to have a lot of fun with the name. <laughs> and my piss poor pr- pronunciation. Right, what are we on? What are we on? Oh, the menu. Yeah, we were talking about the menu. Yeah, um, which is kind of a comedy. It's more comedy than horror. Is it, it, a, sat- is it a satire? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of skewering kind of uh, the wealthy, the privileged, in the kind of... Um, the, pe- the, the kind of people that surround any one thing, any hobby, any thing, any f- anything. You know, there are people that can end up being associated to it in one way or another that kind of... Suck the joy out of it. Yeah, make it not what it could be. Make it less, do you yeah. know what I mean? And um, This is quite a clever film, the, 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 the menu. Um, it's weird. It's are these all four and above? Four stars and above, or above three stars and above. Well, not really. I mean, like ten through eight, maybe I'd say three stars. Mm. I don't, you know, we're getting into four stars now. Um, so, uh, what's, so we've done ten, nine, eight, seven, six. At number five, um, I went with licorice pizza. See, that kind of just came and went. Yeah, but it's um, who's in that? Oh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Yeah. Can't remember his first name. And uh, Alana Hyam, uh, the band Hyam. Haim, is it? Haim, Hyam. Haim. Alana Haim. Haim. Hyam. I don't know. (laughs) I don't do names. Um, I don't do names very well. You've got to learn how to speak. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're doing a podcast. I didn't realise that uh, being actually able to talk would How be. You, I think it's H A A I M, isn't it? H A I M. Oh Jesus! Christ. I can't even say letters now, Mark. It's H A I M. Yeah, it's Haim. 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 No, Haim would be H I A M. Hi, Haim. Yeah, Haim. 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 Okay, moving on because this we could be here all night. Uh, Bradley Cooper is in it. I can say that's a normal sounding name. Bradley Cooper's in it and um, Sean Penn pops up. Uh, is he any good? Yeah, it's a, I like the film. It's, it doesn't really go anywhere and it's a real kind of sort of uh, episodic kind of rambling narrative. Oh, there's some times they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it kind of, you know, like dazed and confused. Yeah. It's not quite like that, but there's that element of just it's just Free, chill, it's kind of freewheeling. Yeah, it's laid back. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Um, there are some, there are maybe a couple of bits that are proper laugh out loud funny. And other than that, it's just kind of amusing. Um, there's a great bit in it where Alana Haim, uh, she's so cool. She's it's basically a truck with no brakes. Yeah, that she basically free wheels. Down the hills, the Hollywood hills, um, and she's just she's just awesome at doing. It. It's like a tense, it's fun, it's tense, and she's just badass. It like having to reverse it. They get into a crazy situation, and she ends up having to back this truck down the hill. It's just so cool. Well, back she's going backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, there's a bit where she kind of just looks around and sort of says, "I'm going to blow this red light," and it's not so much like. <laughs> It's not so much like um, I can't help it. It's just like I'm going to do it. This I'm, I'm going to go through this red light, and it's really it's such a good bit. Um, so yeah, that's number five. At number four, 
I've, I went with a Nicolas Cage, probably the best Nicolas Cage film I've seen in ages, uh, which is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. See, I, I haven't got round to watching that yet. I keep, so funny. I keep thinking I'll put that on, but I'm never in the right... It's never the right time. I will get around to watching it. It is the right time, because it will make you laugh. It's a really fun film. It's Nicolas Cage back on form. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever lost his form? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes he's great when he loses his Have form. you seen Ghosts of... Have you seen... Oh, God, what's it called? <laughs> Prisoners of the Ghostland. No. It's terrible. Um, the colour out of space, he's pretty bad in that. Um, I didn't really like Mandy. Have you seen Mandy? No. Yeah, don't bother. They, it's got some of the worst choreographed fight scenes I've ever seen in Mandy. In everything else is fine on a low budget. It all looks good, like you know the fonts and stuff like that. But the fonts, yeah, there's sort of what the writing. Yeah, in Mandy, there's it's sort of sectioned out. In there's bits where like uh, there's like title cards through the film and. It, it well, just, it's just about 50 films a year, so he's going to have some highs and lows, to be fair. He does a hell of a lot. Um, I like the fact he just keeps working. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got... Oh, the worst one, the very worst one, was Willy's Wonderland. Does he not speak in that? Yeah, he doesn't speak. I'm not even... I don't even believe it's him in that film. It's almost like a look-alike with, like, a really badly dyed beard. Right. I, I just... It's terrible. Really, really terrible. I like... I, I do... What I like about it is... He, I mean, whether he, it's it's a financial thing he's doing it for, or he's just getting scripts again. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fuck oh, it. don't get me wrong. I love Nicolas Cage. I don't. I, mean, I don't give a shit that he makes loads of shit films. Yeah. You know, every now and then he'll make a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm he looking. Play, he could be just playing the odds. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll make yeah, everything. Yeah. And then... Whatever. I mean, he's in what even in the bad stuff he's in, he's still quite kind of. You get value out of him. Yeah. He's yeah. still always fun. Um, I'm looking forward to him playing Dracula in this Renfield movie coming yeah, who out. Who have they got playing Renfield? I think it's Nicholas Holt. Um, he's in the menu. Oh, is, is he? Nicholas Holt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that, I think that would be good. I, Nicholas Holt is a really good actor. He's, yeah. good in the me- he's really good in the menu. Um, When's this Dracula Renfield coming out, do you know? I don't know, sometime next year. Um, yeah, I think, they're, I think it's just been awarded a... Certificate, so it must be pretty much ready to go. I don't think it'll right. be, you know. Cocaine Bears out in February, so maybe they're aiming to kind of because it's a it's a hard R apparently for Renfield, so maybe they're maybe thinking they'll put Renfield out a lot. That'll be an exciting time at cinema. But when do they normally put those sort of? Uh, maybe sort of early Fem- horror. They tend to go for maybe like end of February, March, yeah. maybe. But um, who knows? I mean, it's all. It's all changing all the time, and this year has been so good for horror films. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has been kind of a banner year for horror films, really. A lot of them I haven't seen, as I'll mention in a minute, but um, again, it's it's weird. You always seem to, Hollywood always seems to go through this thing where it's like, oh no, horror movies don't make money, they don't make money, we're not going to make them. Then a horror film will come out and make a load of money, and they'll be like, oh shit, yeah, we need to make loads of horror films because horror films make money. Yeah, but um, then they're always being made all the time, but they don't get. I think they don't get. The, maybe they don't get the budgets. That's a lot of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean the inner workings in that. I, I don't know. What do I know? Um, so uh, down to my top three. Oh, we're in top three. Top three of uh, twenty twenty two. 
Uh, it, number three, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Um, it's just a really good Sam Raimi film. Yeah. And uh, it felt like a it felt like a Marvel film, and it felt like a Sam Raimi film. Yeah, I really I loved it. Yeah, good. I loved it. He even managed to get like deadites yeah, into it. Of course, he did. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Bruce Campbell, the mini Bruce, real Bruce, small Bruce Campbell cameo was kind of funny as well. Yeah. Um, the whole, yeah, the whole multiversal kind of stuff. Scarlet Witch going badass was really enjoyable. Um, I'm not sure whether they can sustain this multiverse thing over ten films. Yeah, I wonder. I sometimes wonder if maybe they got into the multiverse a little bit too early. Because, um, I mean, you think of the history of comics. Yeah. And before they really started getting to the idea of a multiverse, which has really been around since, what, mid 80s, I guess? Yeah. Well, even before that, I guess. 70s was. Yeah, DC, seven, yeah. DC, were DC doing it in the 70s? Yeah, they were. Yeah. So, but then. There's a whole load of stories before that. In mul- the multiversal side of it is still the kind of storytelling that they're well, going down. Would the multiverse just like to tidy up the continuity? In DC, yeah. Um, but then it all got even more confusing with... Um, it just got endlessly confusing with the multiple versions of characters. Yeah. And which Earth they were from, and all of that. It just got a bit too much. It got too overblown. So then they had that crisis event, like the crisis on infinite Earths. Yeah. Where that was all designed to strip away all the multiverses and just have one continuous main universe. Yeah, but then it broke off again. Oh, they'll always go back to the multiverse. It's too good an there's idea. Too many, there's too many stories to be told. Yeah. Um, and over the years as well, you think like you if you tell an alternative story set in an alternate timeline sometimes it's kind of like well it'd be good to carry on that timeline so let's pretend that that's a whole other universe yeah. and we can carry on those stories so it's just you know it's just I guess it's a way of just opening up storytelling but I think cinematically I don't I'm not really ready yet to be seeing three different versions of Spider-Man no, and DC are doing it all at the same time as well. Yeah, and it's just a bit much. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but in Doc, Doctor Strange, I think it worked well. That was a good... Well, they were in and out of places. Yeah. Um, but there weren't an overabundance of Doctor Stranges either, was there? I mean, there were Doctor well, Strangers. Yeah, but... And they were all dicks. So that kind yeah. of... It made our, our, in quotation marks, our Doctor Strange special... special. He's still a dick, but at least deep down he's kind of a good guy. Yeah, he's just slightly less of a dick. Yeah, he's not as much of a dick as all the other Doctor Strangers. But that's what I kind of like about him as well. Yeah. That he's, you know. Um, so that's number three. Number two, you're going to love it. Terrifier 2. two. Yeah, um, I knew that was going to be in the top ten. Uh, the gore, Mark. It's the best gore. I did try I did try again the other day, but I thought I can't have this clout around me when i got my kids here. Oh, no, 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 what should we, your bloody kids here? No, uh, no, 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 I didn't want the images in my head when I had the kids here. Yeah, no, yeah, all right. 
<laughs> no, I just, How far did you get? Well, same. I tried to start again. <laughs> <laughs> and what I should have done maybe is is yeah get yeah continued from where I'd left off, but I couldn't find it, so I thought I'd start did, again. Did the song about the clown cafe? I turned get... it off before because it started getting on my nerves. Uh, what? Why? What? Because it starts with this clown song. Oh, so you did. Yeah, start I didn't want that song stuck. No, in my head. no, you don't. I didn't want that song because once the song's stuck in the head, you got those images stuck in your head. That that and song is that. what. Yeah, can't remember my head at the weekend when I got. But then, you've got to applaud them because if we're talking about horror, yeah, it's, it's horrified me. It's, it's, it's that horrifying, bloody yeah. song in the things you see. You ain't even got to the bedroom no, kill yet, Mark. Get, yeah, that's just. Oh. What's your number one? <laughs> Come on. Uh, it, number one, Mark. I've gone with X. X. Yeah, I think your favourite like... film of the year. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Why is that a controversial choice? No. X was great. You know, um, Mia Goth and for her performance, I would love to have put Pearl in the top ten. Couldn't though, could you? No, not really. It just wouldn't. I wanted to love it, and it, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I. I still have an appreciation. You think they should for do it. a supercut of Pearl and X. No, like, God, no. Together. No, no, no. That's a big three-hour film. No, no, no. They could jump from one and then jump. No, 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 no. The pacing would be whack. No, I like it. Sorry, whack. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be whack pacing. That's a word. People say that, right? I, yeah, yeah, but no, in like five, Ren DMC used to say whack a lot. Well, it just it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't, I don't. For me, it wouldn't work. Um, so okay so those are my top yeah, 10 yeah that's a pretty good top 10 X was brilliant Mark I, really, I yeah. liked that I liked um, it I just didn't like it as much as you did but I'm like that's a light what was your what was your favourite film there? I haven't thought about it yet right okay um, uh, Terrifier 2 you ain't seen it yet <laughs> um, films that I would have liked to have seen this I mean there's hundreds yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna um, be, this could be endless so keep it on a short leash I really wanted to see Triangle of Sadness which is by the same guy I can't remember his name who directed The Square um, and apparently in Triangle of Sadness there's a scene I haven't like I said I haven't seen it but there's a scene where it's basically a load of one percenters ridiculously rich people on a yacht they're fed all this really extravagant seafood then they hit a storm and they all get hit with like seasickness to the point where yeah, like, puking everywhere. Yeah, and apparently it's really kind of a hardcore puking. I think there's diarrhea as well. It's like a really kind of hardcore. Sounds like an episode of Family Guy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like the epicot. The they drink. I have no idea. I'm not a big Family Guy guy. Well, they drink the stuff that makes you puke. Epicot. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, anyway, if you get a chance to watch the square. In that, Who's in that? Uh, is it Klaus Klaus Bang? The guy who was Dracula in the BBC one. He's also in The Northman. Right. Is it Klaus, Klaus Bang, I think, is a... Yeah, I don't know. Who so knows with how I pronounce be, names? That, that could be flipping yeah. way off. Yeah. It may be Claude Bangle or something. I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it now. Right, okay. Stop it then because I yeah. can get a drink. It's in it, I would Well, argue. we've Klaus Bang. We've got that. Kla- Kla- Klaus. Klaus. <laughs> Okay, Clay Spang. Right, okay. Right. He's, we, he is Danish. It is a Danish name. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what I did. What the bloody hell do I know about? I'll tell you what I did. Did I mention this in the last one? Maybe. What? The troll film that's on Netflix? Yeah, you did mention the troll film on Netflix. Oh, okay. You liked it. Would that be in your no, top No, I didn't. Ten? No, I didn't like it. You didn't like the troll no, film? No, it was... 
Was it? Did, did we discuss this on the last podcast? I think we had a chat about it. It's like Godzilla nineteen ninety eight, but in uh, I think you did say that. Yeah, I do yeah. remember you saying that. Yeah. Okay, well, cut that out. That's fine. Sorry, uh, Mark. That's fine. Um, there were films I didn't get to see this okay, year. Okay, let's... Um, there was the Idris Elba lion attack movie Beast that I wanted to see, uh, if only for the scene where Idris Elba screams at the lion, Stop roaring at my fucking daughter! Oh, dear. Um, sorry, that was a bit... Do you want to do a better... No. You do a way better Idris Elba than me. Um, Fall, I wanted to watch. What's that about? Falling. <laughs> Great height. Then they, it's two girls that climb up a ridiculously high. Oh, that was high. Like the start of the year, wasn't it? That one. I think it was later. Anyway, I don't know when it was that. But yeah, no, they climb up a radio mass. Oh right, yeah, no, and then the ladder falls. Shenanigan, and... Shenanigans happen. Yeah, I wanted to see it, but it's it's kind of one of those single location movies. It's a bit seven like... hours. Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah, I was at the arm. Um... That's the arm one. Or Ryan Reynolds in a box. Buried, uh, yeah. phone booth, uh, and um, forty-seven meters down, like the shark cage one. Mm. Uh, there's loads, there's loads and loads and loads of them. Some of them are good. Some, you know, like I said, I haven't seen this one. I did want to say I hate heights. I, I do have quite a fear of heights. I'm okay with it in movies, but from the trailer, it does look like it would. You would be kind of real on yeah. the edge of your seat. Okay. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. I am going to be watching that soon. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. Okay. And Smile. I've watched Smile. Okay. So give us your take on Smile. It is very good. <laughs> I know you need more. Well, um, oh, yeah, you're, you're, <clears> my mind just literally went, spitting hang on, enthusiasm. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a bit. Hang on. <laughs> is it... A demon in Smile. I don't know. How is it? Well, kind of, well, spoilers. Spoiler alert for Smile. Uh, yeah, it is a demon. Okay. Is uh, it? It's a little bit. Uh, the Ring. Oh, okay. It's a little bit. It's, it's got that. A sense. It's got. A, it does a really good sense of dread. Oh, okay. Like, oh, Ring Ring does that really well. Yeah, yeah. it's a, there's, there's a countdown as well, similar countdown. Oh, okay. Um, so is it like a bit of a curse movie? Yeah, well, it? it's a curse demon. Okay. Um, this. Are you going to sneeze? No. Well, this psychiatrist is at work one day, and um, this young student comes in and says, "I've been seeing this thing. It keeps smiling at me." And. What, what, eight, what? No, people. people oh, keep, people, people, people keep, keep smiling. People keep smiling. Oh, I hate it when people do that to me. No, 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 but there's more to it than that. Oh, okay. If you okay. let me get through so, it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come on. People keep smiling on. at me. People like... People. <laughs> oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, cut it, I cut it all out, so I... Oh, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, you cheat. <laughs> anyway. And people who can't exist, basically. People she's seeing people that oh, aren't okay. necessarily there. Sometimes they are there. Okay. Sometimes they're not there. And uh, but it's an unnerving smile. Yeah. It? It's not a. It's not yeah, a heartwarming it's not a, smile. It's not, oh, come in and have a cuddle. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna do you over kind of in no, a it's just, gleeful it's just, way. Yeah. It's just somebody. Imagine somebody staring at you and they're smiling. It depends what they look like. Well, you, well do they look like Stone Cold Steve Austin or do they look like? Margot Robbie. 
Because yeah, one of those com- their, they're not using their eyes when they smile. Oh, okay, all right. It's okay. that type of type of smile. I, I don't, how do you use your eyes when you smile? I don't. Well, yeah, that's weird. Do you know people that? Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do that all the time. Yeah, that's not creepy. No, but was that it, creepy? No, 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 no. Was this a, no, no. But you, you used your eyes when you smiled. Well, I, I shut them. Do you normally shut your yeah, eyes? You, when you did smile? something with your eyes when right, you yeah. smile. <laughs> well, smile without doing anything with your eyes for the listeners. Uh, that's, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to. Well, just smile. Without, no, what are you doing? I don't know. What is, This is an audio I know, but it's medium mark. No, you, you smile without using your eyes. And your eyes open. <laughs> but okay. you understand the concept. Okay, so it's a creepy smile. It's a creepy smile. Okay. Yeah. And it it turns out, basically, people are committing suicide in front of people. And then a few days later, they commit suicide in front of somebody else. Oh, okay. And it, that's how this thing gets passed around. Oh, okay. So it's like a viral curse. Yeah, it's kind like of. a viral curse. Oh, okay. So, so but it, it does the dread really well. There's some, a few cheapo um, jump scares in it. Is it gory? Not particularly. Okay. There's a few bits where you're like, oh. Okay. And there's a scene where you see this demon actually get into somebody. Okay. That's a bit unnerving. So it is a demon? Yeah. Okay. So it's like a demon, it's like a virus. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, well, like the ring's a demon, but a virus, isn't it? Well, it's kind of a curse. Well, she's it's a, a ghost and a curse, yeah. kind of. Have you ever seen um, Fallen with Denzel Washington? Yeah. And it's like a demon that can pass by well, touch. Well, it ended up in a cat, didn't it, at the end? Oh, it goes through. That bit where Denzel's in the street... And people are coming at him. Yeah. And it, he's obviously just passing from person to person. And they're all kind of grinning at him in a kind of creepy... Yeah. I don't know if this is like this film. So well, it's a similar sort of conceit, but maybe not as quick with the passing around. Uh, okay. It lets people... This thing, like, lets you suffer. Oh, uh, okay. It, it likes to watch you suffer. Uh, okay. I like movies. Though. And it's, it's one of those things where... Um, a bit of Rosemary's Baby as well, where everyone around thinks she's going mad... Oh, okay. They don't believe her. Um, and, yeah, just everybody, nobody believes her because she said, I'm seeing this thing and these this stuff's happening. Okay. And a couple of times she gets a phone call or she's talking to somebody. She's talking to somebody who she thinks they are the person. Yeah. And then that person will ring her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then she's like... Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good part. But that yeah, is creepy. It's, 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 it's a... People not believing you is one yeah, of the creepiest things yeah, in real is, life. But as you get older, you think that it's that is horrible. terrifying. You know, when you nobody know. believes you when a kid, who gives a crap? Yeah, yeah. Because no, I'm a kid, nobody's going to believe me. When you get older and people don't believe you, you... I've, I, don't, I, I don't know that I've ever really been much believed. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's Jamie's talking shit. It's like, no, this really happened. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, you? Right, Jay, did that happen? <laughs> yes, this really happened. This is happening to me now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the same guy that come up with the blue mould yeah, and eagle and all that it's, shit. It's, yeah, you're, you're, now you're telling me this really happened? <laughs> um, you got any news on eagle? No. Oh. Sorry I mentioned him, Mark. That's right. Sorry, I listeners. He's, I'm, no, I don't know what's going on. Okay. We'll leave that one dangling for, yeah. for oh, a minute. Oh, that'd be a, that's a hook. Should we, um, yeah, we maybe get into the film we're talking about? Tonight? Yeah, sure. Sure. 
I don't mean to hurry you up, Mark. No, no, no. Don't you finished talking about yes, Smile? Yes, yes. Smile uh, 4. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. You could have watched it with me. Well. Nah, fuck you. Yeah. All those ones you watched without me. <laughs> yeah, I invited you to all of these. Most of these I saw at the cinema. Okay. I don't know that I, saw, I didn't see any of these with you. Did we went to this if we ever, we went to the cinema and watched Halloween Ends. Yeah, what's worst film Yeah, that of the year. really didn't make my that didn't make my top <laughs> no, ten. That's not fair. That's not the it's not the worst film of the year. No, 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 not at no, all. No, 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 no. But I mean it's not in my top ten. It's no. a big horror film, it's not in my top ten. Nope isn't in my top ten in I don't have, I think maybe Nope might have been in mine. Yeah, I mean it stuck with me, Nope, and it kept Days later, I was still thinking about it. So I guess in that regard, it had something about it. Yeah. But yeah, it just wasn't quite, wasn't quite what I wanted. Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's, let's get to the main event. Okay, Mark. Uh, should say this. In, in, oh, no, that's the wrong thing. No, that's fine. Um, in fear, in theory, this will be our fortieth episode. It is the fourth uh, episode there's been, forty. There's been some ups, downs, and tears, and laughter. Well, I don't, I don't, there haven't been much laughter. There's been a few tears. <laughs> Plenty of tears. Plenty of tears. Yeah, a lot of tears. Oh, um, we've had um, we've had we've had police stuff. We've been juggling this. We've had, we've had a little helper. We've had a pizza parlor once. That was your for that was week. your sideline <laughs> for one week. <laughs> but uh, now it's just me and you sat in there festering, just talking about films, man. Right? That's films. what that's that is our raison d'être. What? That's our, what our purpose is, to Good. talk about movies. Let's talk about another movie. Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> okay, Mark, so this week we're doing uh, 1966 Spaghetti Western. Our first Western, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Django. Django. Uh, yeah. What my son says, the Django, just to annoy me. Oh, yeah, okay. But you need to remind him the D is silent. Yeah, I do, do, do. Um, yeah, I have. So uh, it's directed by Sergio Cabucci. Uh, Sergio Cabucci uh, was a, a really good spaghetti western director. Um, he he done lots of. I got an interesting. He done loads of stuff. Yeah. He directed the first film that my mum and dad ever rented. Oh really? On VHS back in the. Early, early 80s. Was it VHS or BMX? It was VHS, okay. unfortunately. Okay. And it was called Super Cop. Oh, okay. With, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, with Terence Hill. Yeah. And Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, it's bad. I think I saw that. Yeah, and it then. was... And I have been looking... Because it stayed with me, this this film, and I could never find it. It's so bad, it will stay it's, with It's you. on Amazon Prime. Okay. And we're I not, stuck we're it not doing it. And I stuck it on for five minutes and went, my God. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's really terrible. Yeah, really, really bad. Um, <laughs> okay, he made a misstep. But... Oh, no, no. But here's the other thing. Terence Hill, you know Terence Hill? Yeah. I thought he was Django for a while. Oh, uh, okay. No, it's Franco Nero. Yeah, they look very similar. They do look very similar. They've got similar eyes. Terence Hill was in a lot of films with Bud... What's that other guy? Bigger guy. They did a lot of comedies together, like Ita- Italian comedies. Yeah, well, he's, he's, Terence Hill's Italian, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can't be his real name, is it? No, I, no, no, no. I wouldn't have thought so. 
a lot of the times Italian actresses they um, Neves Navarro mm. ne, ne, again my pronunciation <laughs> it may very well be Nev Neve Nev Neve Navarro yeah. which is a brilliant actress name mm-hmm. she changed it to Susan Scott I think I might be wrong but I think in a lot of films she's credited as Susan Scott because it sounded more American yeah um, but Neves Navarro that's that's an awesome name so um, yeah so Sergio Cabucci Cabucci uh Prolific spaghetti western director. Um, he was churning right, to be fair, wasn't he? Yeah, but they're all good. And I mean, um, Quentin Tarantino has said this as well, so I'm not, this isn't my original thought or anything, but I agree with what Quentin Tarantino says is that in the world of spaghetti westerns, Sergio Leone is the best director. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no argument about that. You know, uh, Fistful of Dollars, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Sergio Leone is the Spaghetti Western director. The second best Spaghetti Western director is, without argument, Sergio Cabucci. You know, right. There's no argument about that. The top two Spaghetti Western directors, there is no argument about that. Um, but with regards to Spaghetti Westerns, there was a lot of dross, I'd imagine. Well, it's like, it, like any successful... I mean, they, there was m- millions of them made. Now, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, Django was so successful, it spawned like unofficial Thir- sequels. Thirty arc was it? I think it was more than that. Thirty eight, I think. I read or forty something. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. In I mean, just Django at the start of. Yeah, yeah, and he, <laughs> yeah, because it was so popular in in Germany. It was really, really popular. So any film, any western with Franco Nero in, or really any. Western, where they could get Django in the title, they would. Didn't he marry Vanessa Redgrave? Franco Nero? Yeah. I don't know, he might have done. He, wow. I, really? he's, he's, yeah. Who's Jolie Richardson's mum? Is that Vanessa Redgrave? That is Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah, he, he had a thing with her, and a child with her, back in... long time ago. Not Jolie Richardson? No, 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 no. She. Oh, hang on, I think she's granddaughter. Is she granddaughter? No, no. So Step- Michael Redgrave is her grandfather, so Vanessa is her mum. Yeah. I think. Now you've confused me now. It confused me, Mark. I don't bloody know. I've had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He walked Jolie Richardson up. No, he walked... Um, who's the one that... Matt, let's get off of this. Well, I'll cut this out. This is bollocks. God, I'm just grasping at straws. Let's just get, <laughs> get on to Franco Nero and what he's been in. Um, well, I was saying Sergio Cabucci yeah, was, sorry, a Sergio he was a brilliant spaghetti western director. Sergio Cabucci. He also directed Navajo Joe yeah. with Burt Reynolds in. Oh yeah, which is a really good western. Um, he also did The Great Silence, uh, which I believe has got is it Klaus Kinski? I believe he's in it. I think he's a mute. I think he's a mute gunslinger. Sounds about right. Which seems weird. Cast in. Klaus Kinski is a mute. I might be wrong. I might just be imagining. Um, and he also did the Compañeros. Compañeros. Uh, I think that also had Franco Nero in. Got very person blue eyes. Oh yeah, he's got beautiful eyes, this guy. Do you know when he did Django? He was only 25 years old. I know he looks. 
way older. Well, they really aged him up, and the makeup is quite good. I mean, you can see that he's got a lot of makeup on, but they've given him sort of crow's feet round his eyes yeah. and everything. He, I mean, he looks a good sort of at least ten years older. Yeah. Easy. Um, so, shall I just go through the quick cast? Yeah. Quickly, and and don't dwell on the names. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't want you tripping over names for okay. half an hour. All right, okay. Um, I'll just say them badly. Yeah, say them badly, on. and I'll keep my mouth shut. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so I would just say as well, so in my mind, Django is kind of, um, it's like a gothic, it's a very macabre kind of gothic western. Did you watch it dubbed? Yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I don't worry about the subtitles. I don't mind. I don't mind a bad dub. Sometimes a real bad it's not dub. That bad. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I mean, I, it, some of the dialogue maybe was a little bit iffy, but no, it's fine. Um, so, Franco Nero is Django. Uh, Jose Badello is uh, the Mexican revolutionary leader, which is General Hugo Rodriguez. Yeah. Loriadana Nushiak. It. Is Maria? He's like the main love interest. Yeah, uh, Eduardo. She's, she does a lot of staring, doesn't she? Oh, but she's beautiful. She's a <laughs> she incredibly does. handsome lady. The, the camera does do well on her just staring quite a lot. I don't notice. She's. A I'm not ha- saying it's a bad thing. No, she's no, she's a really handsome lady. She's got really nice cheekbones. She's <laughs> a really nice handsome lady. Um, Eduardo Fajardo, of course it is. Uh, plays Major Jackson. I may be pronouncing it that. that Fajardo. Wrong. How do they? How they don't pronounce J's? Are we talking a, a, a Mexican fella or a, or, a, or a Italian fella? I don't know. I'd imagine he's Italian. He might be Spanish. Well, if he's Spanish, is H? Isn't That's it? this is where it gets confusing with spaghetti westerns because a lot of them they're like Italian productions, but they filmed a lot of them in Spain. I don't think they did this one. I think this one was filmed in Rome. Yeah, um, it did look a little bit. Doctor Who quarry at some parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, that's not a diss. I just. Do, do, I know what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. They've shot um, the same valley from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Eduardo Fajardo is the evil. Fajardo. Fajardo. Evil. Eduardo Fajardo. Okay, sorry. It's Major Jackson. We weren't going to dwell on. The okay, name, sorry. And uh, Angel Alvarez plays uh, Nathaniel the bartender. Mm. Um, I should also say as well, this movie, uh, like A Fistful of Dollars, is loosely based on Kurosawa's Yojimbo. Um, and that, that is... A, it's quite loose. It's looser than... Yeah. Sergio Leone's, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the tropes are basically there and it's been repeated in loads of films after where you've basically got a lone kind of gunslinger, ronin, samurai, lone badass. What's the Bruce Willis one? Last Man Standing. And that's, I love that film, because it's like, uh, it's like a hybrid, isn't it? It's like a gangster movie, but it's like it's almost set in an old west town. Yeah. Um, I kind of enjoyed that. There's a lot of two-fisted, two-fisted gunplay. I'm always a big sucker for two-fisted gunplay. It's hard to shoot people with two guns in your hands. But well, it's, yeah, it's a big mistake, apparently. Well, you just want to use one gun at a time. It'd be hard to be popping both of them. 
<laughs> really, I don't know. You, you weren't really aiming, but you just no, it's, you just it's just chaos. Um, chaos. But I do still like that movie. But yeah, that that's a similar thing where it's basically like a lone badass. There are two warring gangs or two warring factions, and he plays them off against one another. Basically, he gets involved with both sides, plays them off. Um, so. Yeah, quick synopsis. It's Yojimbo. Uh, Django, basically, uh, arrives in a town. He's a, is he a, um, he's a northern... He's, he, the war's not long been over, is it? And he fought for the north. Yeah. Was he a lieutenant? Well, do you, should we just should we go through it bit by bit? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Right. right, let's go through it then. Okay. So, movie starts, and you've got the Django theme tune. Oh, it's a hell of a tune. Oh, it's great, isn't it? The um, same theme tune that Tarantino used in Django Unchained. Um, and it's sung by Louis... Apologies. Uh, Louis Bakalov. Okay. Um, it's, like, it's a bit Elvis, isn't it? Elvis Burt Bacharach yeah. kind of theme <laughs> to it. Um, but it's, it's just an awesome opening thing. You've basically got cowboy without a horse yeah he's got a sha- he's got a saddle on his shoulder and he's dragging a coffin yeah and it's pretty muddy pretty grimy it's very muddy especially um, when you get to the town oh the town's a real shit pit um but it's just a, it instantly in my mind it's iconic straight away and you're in you're yeah. like what's this guy's story he's dragging a coffin um he's dragging a coffin and he comes across bandits Basically, bridge. By a bridge. Yeah, but it's a bridge over like some quicksand. I've got to mention here. Right. I don't know whether we mentioned this the other week. Right. Quicksand. You don't you see. T- it in, you don't see it in films. Is it only in westerns you see quicksand? Nah, you get. There are a lot of desert movies with quicksand. I haven't seen jungle quicksand in jungle film movies with quicksand. When I was a kid, you was quicksand was in every film. It felt like there was a lot of quicksand. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be. There's quick and there quicksand in Welcome to the Jungle. Possibly. Indiana Jones movies? Is, no, I think not in Indiana Jones. Really? No, I don't What about King Solomon's Minds? Possibly, yeah. But it just, at Tarzan movies, there's somebody... Oh, there was those quicksand yeah, in Tarzan. And, um, the old Western, um, they're in, it's in Blazing Saddles. and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, yeah. Is quicksand still a thing? I don't know, is it a real thing? Now we have sinkholes. Yeah. Well, there's quicksand in uh, Predator Prey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Was, it, was it just a bog? Just I don't a know. Boggy. <laughs> I don't well, know. Apparently, but, you, apparently, you can swim in quicksand. You only drown if you panic. If you swim, you can... Oh, you've got to get out slowly or something, like she did. You've yeah, got... I think you can kind of... If you, you know, don't panic and... No, quicksand, quicksand is not wet. Okay. I think proper quicksand is just like a... Va- it's almost like a vacuum, so you can you cannot pull yourself out. Oh, Okay. But I don't know. But it just seemed. It just struck me when I watched Django the other night. It's like, oh my god, it's quicksand. I haven't seen quicksand. For I'd love to go years. and see real quicksand. <laughs> you know what? I'd love. Someone's come and say we have the best quicksand oh, in the area. I know. And you'd be like, wow, look at this big plane. <laughs> I don't want to step on that. Check out this quicksand. Oh, never-ending story. Is there quicksand? No, he loses the horse in that gut wrenching bit. I I I don't know that I've seen Never You must have seen Never Ending Story. I might have seen well, it back you, when well, I was a kid. It's a kid's film and it's got one of those bits where you're like, oh, the horse is in the quicksand and it's a talking horse, I think. 
vague. They're springing back. And he's memory. trying to pull the horse out, and, and suddenly you realise he ain't getting his horse out. Oh, it's quite disturbing. And you're it? like, and then it's gone, and they're like, holy shit, I'm seven. I should have watched that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as well it's a little bit of a misnomer calling your movie the never-ending story because it ended after about an hour and a half. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a quick. That was a, that was a quicksand diversion. Yeah, quicksand in movies. Yeah, it's quicksand um, in movies. So yeah, <laughs> Django. Well, as we later find out, it's Django. He's dragging a coffin and he he comes across uh, a, a lady. Videos. Yeah, and she's she's being brutalised by like some Mexican bandits. Basically. Do, they want to, do they want to hang her? Well, they're just whipping seven shades of shit out of her to begin with. They've got her tied up over yeah, the bridge. Yeah, why? because well, she'd escaped. Oh, right. And they were like saying, oh, this will teach you to run away to the other side kind of thing. <laughs> they're real evil bandits. Yeah. And they're whipping shit out of her. Uh, and Django's just kind of watching from a distance. And then another bunch of guys show red up. Red hoods on, is that right? I don't think they got the hoods on. They got red scarves, definitely. They're all, right. They all got red scarves. I, I don't think any of them are wearing the hoods. But they turn up and they just massacre the bandits. Really quickly. Yeah, they just shoot all the bandits. And then you kind of think like, oh, she's, she's, safe. she's safe. And they yeah. go down and they, yeah, they, start, <laughs> they start untying her. And you're thinking like, yeah, okay, that's lucky they saved her. And as they're untying her, they're making like a cross yeah. that they intend to it's burn her on. I know. And one of them even says, oh, hey, being burnt to death is better than being beaten to death. Uh, yeah, I don't... I'm not so sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's a weird... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway... Like, quite, oh, they're wankers as well. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're assholes. Um, oh, they're, they're, um, they're the proper wankers, though. Well, they're, they're, well, the bandits are pretty bad as well, Mike. Were the so, bandits part of the general's crew? Yeah. They were? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, they were, I think they were Mexican revolutionaries. It gets yeah. a bit, in my mind, it gets very convoluted at the end. We'll get to that. With Yeah, there's a couple of questions I've got. About yeah, but well. I mean, they're basically renegades from uh, Mexico. So obviously they were part of the revolution that failed... Or they were on the losing side, so they're sort of escaping the army of Mexico and also kind of being, being bandits and yeah. trying to get a bit of money to go back and we re take it. wage their war. Um, so, sorry, give me a minute. I'm just reading my notes. Uh, so yeah, so uh, oh no, so I got some notes. Bloody hell! Can you so, imagine that? What's all this teared paper oh, over? Uh, doesn't matter. It looks terrible. It looks scary. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let's have a look at your fucking scary... Well, I haven't taught that. John Doe no... 7 writing. It's like you ripped half of a book out. I did. That's scary. What was written on those pages, man? Murderous thoughts. Anyway, Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> um... <laughs> right. So, oh. Right, Django turns up. Come on. Yeah. Django turns up. <laughs> Django turns up and basically saves her from the, the red-scarfed guys that were going to burn her. Yeah. And he has a bit of a conversation with them, and he's like, oh, you know... I, I'm Django. Yeah, I'm Django. But the red... the red You shouldn't scarf, treat a woman like that. He definitely red, says that. The red-scarfed guys are the precursors to the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are the Klan, aren't they? Yeah. They're just... In this movie, they're wearing red hoods. Yeah. We'll get to all this, Mark. We'll get to okay. all this. Um... So Django turns up 
they're being unkind to this lady. He 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 slaughters them. I mean, he guns them all down. He's super fast on his gun. Oh, he's ridiculously fast. He's awesome. Gun. They're they're all dead. And he says to the woman, uh, "Come on, I'll take you back in a time." He's like, "Hey, my name's Django. If you if you stay with me, no one will ever hurt you again," which isn't quite true. No, um, no definitely not. Uh, and Django basically says, "I've got business in town." Okay, uh, so he says to her, "Come with me." You know, he saved her basically, and she, you know, she's kind of like, "Yeah, this he seems like an okay guy." Let's go. To, let's go to town. Right, I've got a question. Right, has he got a plan or is he winging it? I think he's kind of got a plan. Right, okay. I think a lot of it he's winging, but I think he's kind of got a plan. Yeah, he has. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they get into town, and as we said earlier, this town is, is probably the most authentic-looking shit pit western town it is. in Italy uh, ever. Is it not, is it, uh, there's like four buildings. Yeah, it's, that, that, there's more than four there's buildings. There's not that many buildings. It, it seems so underpopulated, doesn't it? It's like the hospital in Halloween Two. There's, there's no, no one there. There's no. There's no. There's. There's barely any buildings. There's the the bar slash the saloon. Saloon, which is the only place where any people seem yeah. to be. None of the other buildings seem. There's a good handful. Everybody's of buildings. in the the saloon. We say everybody. There's it's not really what, just, six. Yeah, there's not really many people. And but one, it, one barman and all the prostitutes. Well. <laughs> And I mean, all the sex workers. It kind of, the the town, I would say the town kind of looks a little bit authentic in the sense that it's like Glastonbury on like the last day. Yeah. Where it's it's so muddy. That coffin must have been a pain in the arse. Yeah, to walk through the middle of that town, up that main road. Road? Well, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's not even a track. It's just sludge. Yeah, shit pit. Um, So they turn up and they go to the saloon. Uh... And in the saloon, you've got the fiddle-playing barman, mm. uh, who's uh, called Nathaniel. And you've got, let's be fair, some pretty ropey-looking, heavily-made-up saloon girls. Yeah. There's one super-attractive one amongst them, who I think is a, a Mexican girl, meant to be a Mexican girl. She doesn't have any makeup on her face. Is she not Native American? Maybe in the context of the film. Yeah. yeah. You might be right. But I, I doubt if the actress was. Yeah, probably not. Um, but she, yeah, she's she's got that look about her. Or, or she could be Mexican. Um, but she hasn't got any makeup on her face, which is kind of a highlight because all the other women in oh, there yeah, have got yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. To the point that, yeah, you, I, I, I couldn't kiss, I couldn't kiss someone with that much makeup on their you're face. You're not supposed to kiss them, mate. I couldn't. Yeah, but you're not supposed to. I, it's not there for that. <laughs> It's not there. Surely, if you pay enough, you're allowed to kiss them as well. I mean, is that? I like the way in these films they just hand over. They go. They just anything money wise. They just slap it down on the bar. Barman doesn't count anything. He just picks it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulls him a whiskey, or they they take a sex worker off, take a prostitute off, and he goes, "Yeah, that should cover it." How much is that? That could be shekels. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Some money. Yeah, Confederate dollars. We don't take Confederate dollars down here. What, <laughs> what is this? Just so. <laughs> um, so uh, what we should also say as well is that earlier on, during his confrontation with the guys with the red scarves, yeah, doesn't he mention then that he uh, he fought for the North because yeah. he, he he's an ex. He's got, he's got half the uniform on still. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 an ex. Uh, uh, 
US cavalrymen, yeah. you know. So, um, what do they call them? The Yankees. Yankees, yeah. yeah so, he, he fought for the Yankees. Um, but you feel like he's come back home. You feel yeah. like this place... And this place is obviously very much like uh, South South of America, Mexican border. Yeah, it's, border. Border, right? it's, yeah, it's like a border. Mexico, yeah. And this may have... I mean, my history isn't that great, but this may have even been around the time where that border was shifting or... Well, it used to go up and down, didn't it? Well, yeah, with the Alamo and stuff like that. I mean, there was a whole... Yeah, I mean, there was a whole Mexican-American war, so... Isn't there, like, some California in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, lo- like the lower part of California, where it kind of curls out like that, that yeah. does go down into Mexico, because like it's like an archipelago, a, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think there's a name for it, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a bit of Mexico that's California, it's called California something. Yeah, might even be just Southern California, no, it's... No, it's... it's no, um got some J's in it and some X's in it I think that yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah, shall I, I have a look because that's going to do my editing yeah alright sorry fine. no that's fine Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon <laughs> just for clarity it's called the Baja California Peninsula there you go it's like northwestern a, Mexico isn't it uh, uh, it's there for all the oh yeah okay yeah so it's like an uh, is it like a Archipelago? Peninsula. A peninsula. What's an archipelago? An archipelago is just a night of volcanic island. Oh, okay. A peninsula's got uh, water on three sides. Oh, okay. 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 A little bit of geology there for you. Yeah, good. That was interesting. So, (laughs) Cornwall. Yeah. Is a peninsula. Is it? Is Cornwall a peninsula? I don't know whether it's got to be a certain amount of land mass in between them. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just trying to think of one in our country. Maybe the lizard would be. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, very small. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's got to be a certain amount. I'm not sure. Okay. All right, I did the basic. Yeah, no, no, good good fact finding, Mark. Um, So they get to the. They're at the. They're at the saloon. Yeah. Um, We get a bit of exposition here at the saloon. Django. Django basically wants to get the woman he saved a room. Um, and it should be said, for 1966, his attitude to women pretty is pretty spanner. fucking spot on, really, I would say. He, he, he is a gentleman, and he's caring for her, and he just wants to get her a ring. Yeah, she wants to get some sleep. She wants to get some sleep. Well, yeah, I mean, she's sleep. been through an ordeal. I mean, she's been pretty badly whipped. She looks good, though. Yeah, she's got great cheekbones, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, they get, so they get to the saloon, uh, and the barman says, oh, no, no, we don't have any rooms here. Um... She's not really welcome to stay here, um, but Django just takes one of the keys off one of the other uh, sex workers and uh, sorts it. He pays her as well. He pays her well. Mm. She's happy with the money, and he says to the girl Maria that he saved, "Go upstairs, get some rest." Django sits down with his coffin in the saloon. He eats some food, and while he's eating, the barman is basically explaining how explaining how in the town. There are two kind of warring factions. Yeah. And you've got the Mexican revolutionary stroke bandit guys. Yeah. And you've also got Major Jackson, who is like the red scarf wearing guys. Yeah. And Major Jackson is like an ex-Confederate general. Yeah. Major, Major, sorry. Yeah. Ex-Major. Uh, and he's carrying his own... Pri- he, you know, the war, the war is over... 
but he's like a renegade. He's got a group of men and he's still carrying on his own war, like a private war. Yeah. Uh, and at the minute, it's against, basically against the Mexicans. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Django kind of sort of says, oh, well, you know, I, um, just give me a pack of cards. I'm just going to hang out here. He's playing cards. Uh, a guy turns up at the bar to collect some money, to collect like sort of uh, protection. protection money. Yeah. And... Uh, he's a real shifty guy. We know he's part of Major Jackson's men because he's got the red scarf yeah. on. He looks massively like Robert England. A little bit, yeah. A little. Come on, he looked like Robert England. Yeah. Um, but he he's like a sort of spy general kind of asshole for the general. And he collects the money and then he's standing over Django's table and that's the bit where Django just spits his, the cork out of his bottle at him. Mm. And the guy runs off, guy leaves, leaves Django there. And then we're kind of introduced to Major Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was funny. Yeah. Um, he comes, comes down mob-handed. Well, no, to begin with, the first time we meet him is when he's like basically just indiscriminately shooting Mexican people. Oh, God, yeah. For target that. practice. That's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a family. No, I know, I know. It is really, really horrible. And um, it, but then you're in no doubt. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy it's is a, a proper bloody asshole. Oh, it's um, horrible. Yeah, it's, it's a really horrible scene. And that's the first time as well where you're actually seeing that some of the gang are wearing red hoods. Yeah, they're not just wearing red scarves. They got the proper hoods on. So this is the point where you're like, this is the fucking clan. Yeah. We're, we're dealing with you know. Um, it, well, they amalgamated into the clan. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was all kind of early days. Where I mean, I, after the Civil War, after the American Civil War, I guess a lot of different Southern companies. It, it did happen that they like went renegade, yeah. and they wouldn't. It was like, well, they, with, were, they, they were, were they were still having their war. they were still fighting the war that had already been lost. So then they just because they weren't like soldiers fighting a war. Then they become like renegades, bandits, like terrorists. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays we would call them. Terrorists. Um, so, I mean, basically, it's like skeet shooting, awful. but with Mexican people, where he's saying, like, right, let one go, and they're running off into the distance, and he's let, it's horrible, because he's letting them get almost to safety. Yeah. <laughs> and then shooting them down. Well, his um, mate doesn't. No, and that's <laughs> what, even more horrible. Is and then he says to the guy with the, the horrible scar, and he's got real manky teeth. Yeah. He? He goes, all right, it's your turn, Ringo. And Ringo, he doesn't even let the guy run out of the gate. He just shoots him in the, shoot. the back of the head. That's pretty cold. So we know these guys are assholes. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd have to say, when it comes to movies, Nazis in KKK, they're brilliant villains. Because you... You yeah, just no greater gray areas. You it? just love to see them fucking get killed, man. Yeah, you don't no need gray, to know. You no don't need gray. to know the characters. No. You don't need to know their backstory. If they're wearing that bloody uniform in a movie, you want to see them get yeah, killed. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so we meet the mate. So basically, we now know both sides of the 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 argument. We know the Mexican bandits. We know the horrible white supremacists. Okay. Um, Major Jackson and a group of his men ride to town, get to the saloon, where Django's still sat there playing cards. 
<laughs> and uh, one of the one of Major Jackson's men. I mean, they. I mean, they're proper horrible gang, aren't they? They turn up. It's like they own the place. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The bartender is real kind of sniveling, like, "Oh, Major, I'm so sorry. I haven't got your money this week. I will promise to get you it next week." And he's like, "Don't worry, don't worry. As long as you've got my money for next Thursday, that'll be fine." So it's that kind of mm. horrible. And Ringo, the guy with the scar and the really... Monkey teeth. Yeah, like Shane McGowan teeth. Um, he basically grabs one of the saloon girls and he's like, oh, you know, hey, baby, <laughs> let's go upstairs. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to. And he's like, oh, okay, he's grabbing her. And Django is like, she told you she's not, she's told you she's not interested. Yeah. Leave her alone. You know, which, again, it's like in 66, this is... This is good stuff yeah. to be seeing, right? Uh, so obviously, the, all the baddies kind of gather around Django's table. He's still <laughs> yeah. calmly just playing cards. Um, and the major is kind of sort of saying to him, like, well, you must be a pretty brave guy or pretty stupid to be, you know, trying on here, upsetting Ringo. And it basically starts, you know, shit talking him. He basically gets down to the point where he's going to kill him. Yeah. And the Major cocks his gun. And, I mean, Django is a badass. <laughs> he's badass. Django is a badass. He shoots the gun out of the... Yeah, he shoots the gun out of the Major's hand, shoots it out of his hand, and then just kills the four other guys in yeah. there. Yeah. Just, just straight away. Yeah. There, there. They should have just shot him straight away. Well, but they didn't. <laughs> he, I mean, he... They should have just shot him straight away. They should have just walked in and shot him. It's just... <laughs> It's so good as well. You don't even see him actually pull the gun. It's just in his hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they had it, just shot him straight away. And you kind of also think, what if two more blokes had been there? Yeah. Because he only had six bullets in his gun. Yeah, he shoots He shoots five, doesn't he? Because I've got one no, I think, no, he shoots four. He shoots four and he shoots a gun out of his hand. Yeah, that's five bullets. This is yeah. six shooters. We would have had one more. Yeah, he's, oh, he says, I've got one more bullet. That doesn't, yeah, that's right. He says, I've got one more bullet. I've got one more bullet, Major. That doesn't seem fair. How many more men have you got? <laughs> How many more men have you got? <laughs> that's great. It, yeah, it is really, really good. And the general's like, well, I've got 48 men. And Django basically is, go fucking get them. You're going to need them. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry, that was it. Yeah, it's good. Basically, you know, he's no, like, go get your point, bloody 48 I mean, men. To be fair, at this point, I was thinking, what is he doing? I know, but this is why it's so good. So, uh, yeah, so Django is like, yeah, go. I'm going to let you live. You need to go and get your other 48 men and come back here. Uh, so he leaves and uh, Django is basically right. Okay, he says to the bartender, he says, right, I'm going upstairs Yeah, now. sorry about the mess, but he does a hand solo. Don't touch my coffin. He goes, sort the man out. Don't, don't touch, touch my coffin. Touch don't my touch coffin. the bloody coffin, all right? Uh, and then does he, he goes, flick a coin at him to sort the man out? I think he chucked, then he chucked his <laughs> note at him. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this will sort all that out. Yeah, Thanks for the skin. Yeah, have some more money. <laughs> and, he, and then he goes up, this is kind of where he's shown his I, I did think the... Uh, the barman sort of stood there looking at these dead bodies. Going, what am I supposed to do with her? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's no one else in the town. No, so it's no almost just like, oh, you're going to be the undertaker now. And he's like, well, what? He ends up digging a grave <laughs> at one part. And he's like, well, hang on, I'm the bar <laughs> guy. <I'm... laughs> That's what you get from moving to yeah. literally a one-horse town. 
But I, get, I think the implication is that all the people in the town have either been killed or, or they, left. They've left because of what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, there may have been a few other people in places, but I mean, you don't. as far as you're aware, there's no one else in that town. It's just the people in that saloon. Yeah. Um, so Django goes upstairs and he's talking to Maria. And this is where it maybe gets a little bit, you can kind of see the age of the film, where Maria is saying to him, uh, oh, Django... Thank you so much for saving me. You, you're one of the first people to make me actually feel like a real woman. Someone worthy of protection. And Django's like, oh, well, I'm glad I made you feel like a real woman. And they, they kind of get it on. I think it's implied they kind of get <laughs> yeah, it on. Yeah, they kind of get it on. Um, okay, cut to next morning. Yeah. Right? And uh, Django, he's dragging his coffin uh, out, to, of the, out of the pub. To the tree stump. Yeah, and it's like a cut down tree stump. In the middle of the shitty road. <laughs> um, so he drags that out to the sun. And, uh, he just sits there waiting. Yeah, and the bartender, Nathaniel the bartender is chatting to him. And he's talking to him about Major Jackson. And he's saying to him, like, oh, well, you know, Major Jackson's got a problem with the Mexicans. Um, he feels that they're inferior. And Django actually says to him, Mate, he has no right to think anyone is inferior to him. Um, he actually says that to him. And uh, the the Faniel keeps kind of saying like, "You should go." You know, he's yeah. he's got a lot of men. Yeah, go. You know, get away while you can. You you, you ain't you, you need more help. And Django a couple of times says, "I've got all the help I need right here." Okay. Uh, so th- this is the my favourite scene of the whole film. This is quite. This happens quite early in the film as well. Don't yeah, about I think half an hour we're, in. yeah, we're about thirty minutes in. But then Major Jackson comes riding back into town. And he's got, he's mob handed. Oh, he's got, he's probably got his 48 blokes. Yeah. And they're all kind of hooded up in these crimson hoods. And they look pretty menacing. I mean, well, you yeah, would be pretty bricking it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, even in this, you're thinking, well, what the bloody hell? He's done for. What's he going to do? He's so cool and calm. You know, you're like, well, he, you know, he must, he must have something up his sleeve. <coughs> Did you work to out? Well, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You kind of, they do overplay it a bit. There's one bit where there's a shot of him with his foot on the coffin, and he kind of it, again he says it again. I've got all the help I need right here, and you're kind of thinking like, wait, it's got to be, it's got to be that in there. Yeah. So, uh, so the baddies arrive on the town. They're wearing the red hoods. It looks great. It's proper. It's a proper gothicy rotten western town muddy as hell these guys in these creepy red hoods showing up um and you think Django's done for big reveal mark Django's got a gatling gun stroke machine gun in the coffin right did it have a handle on it uh no I think it was a later version like an automatic well it was a machine how does that work it doesn't work in the film because <laughs> you don't even really see his finger on any kind of trigger at any point. No. It's just hold, yeah, so you got to take that with a pinch of salt. And I think back in them days, like the old Gatling guns, yeah, they would have had a handle and it would have real mm. like cranked the barrel around. This is maybe a little bit later, so it's maybe after the Gatling gun where it is more of what would be classed a machine a machine gun. Oh, he goes full predator on him. 
Oh, it's awesome. Though. It's great. <laughs> it it? I mean, cool. he shoots the shit out of them out. And it goes on for about a minute. Oh, it's brilliant. And it's like, this is going on for ages. <laughs> Tell me you didn't love it. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it goes on and on and on. And you see all these... How many do you think he kills? 48. No, oh, he doesn't kill 48, does he? Well, ma- the major... Es- he lets the major escape. I'm sure a few of them get over the hill. There might be, yeah, because a few turn up at the end, don't they? So maybe the major in maybe like a handful, like four or five. That poor Barman's looking at that lot going, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if he even says to him after that, like, oh, yeah, clear up the body. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like what? what are you talking about? That's yeah, insane. Yeah, I don't, oh, yeah. I'll just leave him there. Just leave him there to rot. I bet that, I bet that used to happen, though. Well, it would. You'd be like, well, who's paying me to dig the grave? Who's paying me to put him in a coffin? Who's paying just, me to do that? Mass grave, wouldn't it? Somewhere, I just pile it up and let just leave them for the vultures. Just leave them for the coyote, coyotes everywhere. Right, I thought that was going to be the end of the film. Yeah, it did feel. Like, <laughs> yeah. That felt like a like a, a denouement. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but it's a great it's a great scene in the film. So he um, goes. Major goes running off with his tail between his legs. Yeah, the, the the major survives, and Django kind of reveals to the bartender that. He, he thought it would be better to leave him alive. So there's obviously still some part of the plan where he don't want to kill the Major just yet. Um, we then go we then go to the graveyard, the cemetery, which will figure into the film much later on. Yeah. And this is the bit where we see Django at the grave of Mercedes. And um, I I think... It's pretty straightforward. I think Mercedes is is love. Yeah. And she was killed by Major Jackson, so I'm guessing she might have been Mexican. Yeah. Um, but she'd been killed by Major Jackson, so he'd gone back there to get revenge. It's basically my reading of it. And it seems to basically tell you that in the film. Yeah. Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino, bless him, he has this whole theory where um, Mercedes isn't really anything to do with Django, but when Django was fighting for the North, he made really good friends, really good friends with another soldier who happened to be a black guy, and his wife was Mercedes. Right. And this this friend of Django's got killed, and he said to Django, "Go." please go to my wife, make sure my wife is okay. Right. But by the time Django had got there, she'd already been killed by Major Jackson. Well, does not mention it anywhere. No, this is Quentin Tarantino. How do you extrapolate that? This is Quentin Tarantino. What's his reasoning for extrapolating that? I don't know, this is Quentin Tarantino. It's Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Because I I don't read it as that at all. That just seems like a load of bullshit. I just thought it was his wife. Yeah. Yeah, it was his wife. And he I'm... said he couldn't love. He said he couldn't love another. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. I don't. Yeah, I know. It's just Quentin Tarantino. Did he say he couldn't love another or something like that? He goes, she was the only one. For yeah, me yeah. Like it's something along them lines. Well, he says he loved her and she died, and he said he don't want to love anyone else because if they go with him, they would probably get die, and he wouldn't want that to happen. He couldn't handle that happening again. Yeah. So I think it was definitely. I think Mercedes was definitely his love. She got killed, broke his heart. Um, so this is the first time we see the grave at the cemetery. So we see Django at the grave. Um, then uh, the bandits show up, the Mexican bandits. Yeah. And 
they're just as bad as the generals, men. The uh, sorry, the me, I, I got the burps. This is the majors, men. They're just as bad as the majors, men. Basically, I mean, they're they're Mexican revolutionaries, but they're basically bandits. They're just out for what they can get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they turn up at the town, uh, and when they arrive, the, the Robert England lookalikey, who's like one of the Jackson's men that survived. He's shown up at town and he's berating the prostitutes at the saloon bar. Yeah. And he's like saying, oh, this Maria lady. She's... I don't know why he's there. Well, he's a fruitcake. What are you... He's yeah, just I... witnessed 40 of his... Yeah. Compadres. You'd think he'd take his red scarf off and yeah, piss off. piss off. <laughs> <laughs> so what, the, what, what are you, why are you still here? I know. But he's he seems to be obviously on a bit of a religious bent because one of the ladies says to him, how can you walk around with a Bible preaching when you preach that shit. Yeah. So, uh, he turns up and he said, oh, Maria, she's the lady of the devil. She's evil. And a couple of the saloon girls... Is it because st- she's mixed race? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Right, okay. And we don't, we don't really find that out till the Mexican general, he starts calling her a half-breed. Yeah. Which, you know, um, but no other character had really said that before. No. Um, and I think she'd she'd obviously had something to do with the Major's men as well. Yeah. So she'd kind of been kind of almost playing both sides off to just kind of try and survive, I yeah. guess. Um, so the saloon girls start mud wrestling, basically. Yeah, I clocked out. I got on I me. Mean, I clocked out. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why they were doing that. Yeah, they were just well, an argument that got out of hand, and then they start fighting. In yeah, the no, but there's some proper aiming. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a, <laughs> a good mud fight. Um, it's the least sexual mud fight. I've ever yeah, seen. but they just they, they got so much makeup plastered on yeah, already. They, they get covered in mud as well. Yeah, I didn't really notice because <laughs> they already had loads of shit on their face already. Um, yeah, not an erotic no mud wrestling scene. Um, and the, so the bandits and, turn up and I don't think it was supposed to be to be fair it wasn't um, bandits turn up and you think oh you know what's going on with Django and one of, one of the Mexican bandits hits him to the ground in the cemetery and it's like oh you know what's what's going on and they bring Django to the general and it turns out Django knows the general yeah and they're kind of old friends and you instantly really get the idea that Django is playing it a bit. Yeah. He's playing it. You get the idea he's, he's yeah, he doesn't really... Because he's he, like, he... Yeah, he's using him. Yeah, and because he instantly distances himself from Maria. And Maria was also... Maria was also affiliated with the bandits. And yeah. they kind of feel like ownership. The general kind of feels ownership of her. So Django just kind of instantly distances himself himself even when the general later up later on offers up maria yeah he turns her down he's like no 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 i prefer this one <laughs> um yeah. so but that's all part but in a way you know why he's yeah. doing that but, you know he's trying to kind of protect her in a way by sort well, of, they're just horrible yeah yeah were they were they they run across the robert england lookalikey yeah uh it's brilliant Oh, they cut his ear off. They cut his ear off and they make him eat it. Yeah, they make him eat it. And, and then say, they just shoot him in the back anyway. Yeah, they go, off you go. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, oh, there you go. He takes three, three steps, steps and they shoot yeah. him. Well, it's not, again, you don't feel bad. 
Well, no, he was, he was like, no, yeah, yeah. I don't feel you get the idea. It was that was still massive up, cruelty, even yeah, to a white supremacist. It, it sets up how cruel they are, but it doesn't make you feel bad for the victim because he's a he's a dick. He's yeah, a, he's a massive prick. I get that, but it, even the worst guy in the world. I mean, that was just cruel. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. No, no, I do it to a clown. Well, I'm, I have no love for the, the clan, Mark, at all. But I don't know that I... I would just shoot a clan guy. I wouldn't cut his ear off, make, make him, him eat, eat it. Oh, it looked horrible as well, didn't it? I mean, I might just make him eat it. and then he <laughs> could live, Yeah, and he could live for that for, forever. Oh, shit, yeah, I, someone made me eat my own ear. Yeah, pardon? Yeah. <laughs> what? So, what? Say that again? <laughs> that I would do. But why go through all that rigmarole? Well, so shoot him in the back. Or cut his ear off and make him eat it, but not both. One or the other, both scenes. <laughs> I don't get why you would do, you know. Well, it's just to set up how actually they could have just they could have just shot him. That's what I mean. They make him eat his own ear. I mean, that is really cruel. That's cruel to do to anyone, even a really bad person, to I, make I, them I, I eat did, their own I ear. Know, you do notice in um, in these these sixties westerns, no matter where these people get shot, they they're dying and dead immediately. Oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bang, dead. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Um, <laughs> like, no rolling around going, ah, I'm really but, he, but even in this one, even, you know, you think it's 1966, and you can start seeing how that violence is starting to kind of get amped up. Oh, I mean, God, Django's yeah. pretty... There's some pretty red blood in it as well. Yeah, you? for 1966, yeah. it's pretty rough in some places. I mean, that whole scene is pretty nasty. Oh, very nasty. I mean, even in Reservoir Dogs, Mr. Blonde, he only cuts his ear off. He doesn't make him eat the bloody thing. Well, no, he's about to set fire to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not... <laughs> I mean, what... That gets to me, that oh, one. Well. The fact dogs. that you even know the guy's name, like Marvin oh, no, Nash yeah, and that, was... and it just, yeah, it no, does get horrible. You get, yeah. He talks yeah. you through everything. That's yeah. part of the... And he just comes in and does... The... He just comes in and what that guy bang 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 you're yeah. like oh my god but even even when you realise as well that Marvin Nash knew who Mr Orange was yeah. and he kept quiet yeah you know that he, he he'd not said anything he said yeah yeah I know who you are I met you three weeks ago yeah and you're like oh that's yeah it gets me every time so uh, Robert England looky like he he has his ear cut off fed to him shot. The Mexicans get into the bar. They're friendly with Django. And Django shows him the machine gun. He says, look, at check this shit out. <laughs> and it, Django turns into a little bit of a dick, really, for this bit. I think he's playing up for the Mexicans. Yeah. But he shoots the crap out of the bar. And like the bartender, who's like been his mate through it, really, yeah. is like going, no, Django, no, no, please, Django. And he just shoots the shit out of the bar. All the whiskey bottles and everything. I think he's but, just playing up for the Mexicans. I know, but what are they going to drink? <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be some in the back. But he just shot the <laughs> whole... Be some in the back. All of the optics and everything, the whole top shelf, he shoots up. That just seems ridiculous. He could have he gone out and just shot at the tree stump. He could Well, yeah. Right, he's just shot up a tree stump. Well, he didn't. He shot up the no, bar. No, he didn't. Shot, yeah, he should have shot up the tree just stump. just stop that. No, no, that's fine. So, uh, he shot up the bar, and he's basically saying to the general, check out my Gatling gun. Imagine if you had ten of these bad boys. Yeah. You could go back to Mexico. You could... Your revolutionary war would be a success. To get these guns, I've got this sick plan 
where we're going to go and nick some gold. Okay. Yeah. And this is where it gets a little bit confusing for me because they say, right, okay, we're going to go to this fort. Yeah. And steal this gold, army fort. And it's clearly, in my mind, it's a Mexican army fort. Yeah. And the major, the white supremacist asshole. He's is, there. Yeah, he's hanging out with the Mexican army. Yeah, I didn't understand. He's not got his red scarf on through any right, of that. okay. So you kind of wonder that he's like, yeah, he's obviously happy to work with Mexicans when it can suit him. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so I guess that's what's kind of going on. And I think it's sort of implied that he keeps a lot of his gold at that fort. Which well, it's his gold, isn't it? Some, some of, yeah, some of it. It all gets a little bit confusing there. Because do you think some of that's lost in the, the the dub in the dubbing? Yeah, maybe, or it may just be sort of like because um, it did feel to me like a, a bit had been cut out that wasn't quite made clear. Yeah, maybe just the plotting just, was just a bit like, off. Well, on why is he? I mean, they clearly look like the Mexican army, but I think maybe they were maybe I don't know. Well, it was the Mexican army. It was the Mexican yeah, army. Wasn't it's it? like the, the same guys you see at the end of. Um, Butch and Sundance. Yeah, 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 it is. But why why an American guy from the South would be taking his gold to save at a Mexican fort? Yeah, it all just seems yeah. a bit of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it all just seems a bit dark. So, anyway, basically, the plan is is that every week, uh, Angel Alvarez, the bartender, Nathaniel, he takes the saloon girls to this fort. Uh, you know, for the soldiers to have a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, and what they're going to do is that they're going to basically hide in the wagon that he shows up in with the Gatling gun, shoot the shit out of the whole camp and steal the gold. Yeah. Which is basically what they do. It's a shit plan. Well, it, it kind of works. Kinda I mean, they like, lose a lot of guys. A lot of guys get shot during the plan. Yeah. On their, you know, yeah. on their yeah. side. Yeah, those people get shot. Um, <laughs> but it's, the, it's like... Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna go into this fort and steal this gold. It's like, well, hang on a minute. You need to do a bit more planning than just turning up and It happens really quick as yeah, well, right? Yeah. They? they turn up and I mean there is a lot of there are a lot of Mexican army soldiers yeah. that are shot. Uh again, they don't kill the major. No. He's there in the room at, at the end when they get the gold, but they don't he hides under a table, they don't shoot him. Uh, it's when they're chasing him <laughs> that chase the chase is too long oh what after the <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it goes on for ages it does <laughs> and nothing, nothing really comes of it well no because, they could, because the majors got the Mexicans with him they won't go across the border they just stop and he goes what are you stopping for he goes yes we're at the border mate it's, <laughs> it's, it's like Jukes of Hazard when, <laughs> when the cars stop at the edge of Hazard County yeah, yeah, it's exactly. like oh yeah we can't we couldn't possibly go over it's there it's the end of my jurisdiction <laughs> um so, but and they just go back. Oh, yeah, they just go back to the town. Oh, that gold gone. Yeah, oh dear. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> we can't gone? cross this invisible line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember that bit. I did. did, did none of the people chasing them get shot. No. What's the? Because I think the gun jams. The gun jams. The, gun, yeah. the guns jam, and then it's just them being chased by maybe six or seven uh, Mexican guys. And the major, then the major carries on going, and they all stop. All the Mexicans just stop, and he goes, "What? What you stopped? What you stopped for?" And he goes, oh, it's, 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 
Yes, the border. We can't go over the border. Well, I get All right, yeah. all right we should be back in time for uh, EastEnders if we get back now. It's, and just it, go. In a, in a way, it's good to see in those Wild West times, people <laughs> led, starting to adhere to rules. Yeah. That was good. That was what they needed in the Wild West. But then, but then you look at all the other shit that's going on, and you're like... Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, they're going to stop yeah. at the border... But I don't even I, I don't even really get why a white supremacist is taking his gold south of the border to hide in a Mexican fort. That just doesn't seem like what a racist person would be doing. I mean, I know he's kind of sort of playing the game. I know, you know. Yeah, it, maybe that's it. But it's a it's a it's a just it's a weird twenty minutes of the film that whole section. So they've lost some of the men, but basically it's been a success. They've got the gold. Uh, is it all in bits? Well, it looks like a pile of shit. It looks like a pile of... <laughs> I thought they it looks like catnip. Well, they they pulled it out. They get back to... There's a barn out the back of the bar, isn't there? Yeah. And they've got this big saddlebag full of gold. It's not full of gold because it would have... That much gold would have weighed like... It doesn't look very exciting. Gold, yeah, they pour it, it out. Like, I thought it looked like gravel. Or kibble. It? No, it just... Yeah, it just look. Yeah. There were no nuggets. No. There were no nuggets in that like gold. It was like a big pile of dust. And it didn't even look gold coloured. It looked kind of like it did look gravelly. Yeah, I don't know whether that was the transfer of the film. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Possibly. It was nineteen sixty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get back. They get back to the saloon, and Django, quite understandably, is just like, "Well, all due respect, Jan- General. You know, I'll have my half of that. Yeah, on, we did well. It was a success. I'm just going to take my money and go." And the general is like, oh, no, Django, yeah, no, hang out, it's safe here, hang, drink with me. And Django is like, no, general, I want my gold, I want to go. And the general is like, oh, Django, <laughs> what, you don't trust me anymore? Come on, we're friends. You know, all that kind of bullshit. He wants the money, basically. It, well, you know that, you know, you know well, Django does, does, knows. You, does he even this, say I'd need it to build my army? I need it to build my army, but you can... can Well, he wants him to join. He said, Django, you'd be a good man in my army. I'll make you you an officer. And Django's like, no, no, that's not for me. Just just give me my cut and I'll piss off. He doesn't do that. And you you and Django know that this guy, he's going to do him out of the... He's going to do him out of his shit. Well, I thought at this point, Django's a dead man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they start partying. You know, I mean, it's been a success. They've stolen the gold. They start, they start partying. There's an altercation. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, one of the guys tries it on with Maria. Is that right? Well, he, yeah, he gets into a ridiculous bar fight. Well, he, a guy gets shitty with Maria, and then the general says, "Oh, back off, buddy. Leave Maria alone." And then the guy tries it on with the general. I think. And then Django ends up stepping in. But anyway, but this is a stupid bar fight. Um, it's almost on a level with they live yeah, fight. It is. Because you think, he's going to get this? It's like, <laughs> and they are oh, kicking a crap out of you're like, oh, Django's got the upper hand. Oh, and then you're no, like, yeah. oh, no, whoa, no, this other guy's got the upper hand. And you're like, oh, no, Django's, Django's got it now. Oh, no, no, he hasn't. Then he starts getting strangled. Yeah, you're like, whoa, no, that, this guy's going to win. You're the like, whoa, no, it's coming the other, the other way. Gets, the other guy gets the, the old bottle on the bar. Ding, 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 ding. When they're fighting around that post, 
and they're kind of both trying to strangle one another from behind with yeah. a post between them. It gets kind of ridiculous. It is a ridiculous bar fight. Well, the end of it's ridiculous. It is properly ridiculous because they both they're both on a piano <laughs> fighting over a rifle. The rifle goes off, and you kind of think like, "Oh shit!" Is he, is, did Django shoot him? Because the guy kind of reacts. The gun goes off, and the guy kind of falls back. And you think, "What did he shoot him?" It didn't look like the gun was yeah. pointed at him. And then it turns out that, like, no, he didn't shoot him. He fell onto a pickaxe. <laughs> it was just randomly left in the bar. But it's only gone in his back about an inch. I think that'd be enough to pretty much... That'd be the end of the fight, I think. Yeah, the end of the fight. Pickaxe. He wouldn't be dead, though, surely. Well, it wouldn't do you a lot of good. I mean, it's just such a bizarre... You've got to really whack somebody. <laughs> he just, like, lent on it. He's just lent on it. He's just lent on a pickaxe and he's dead. It it was a good few inches in his back. He just lent on it. It was hardly maybe the shock. It might have been right in his spine. It was. It was kind of right between his shoulder blades. He'd be like, I can't move my fucking legs. (laughs) Just imagine Django getting home that night and going. Oh, I got into a really bad bar fight. Yeah, this, really this guy, bad. This guy I didn't mean for it to happen. This guy fell on a pickaxe. <laughs> Shit. I might be in trouble. Um, so, yeah, there's a crazy bar fight. Uh, and Does the general then uh, offer Maria to him? Yeah, the general then says, Oh, yeah, Django, you killed this a-hole. You're a great guy. I tell you what, why don't you spend a night with Maria? Well, no, no, none of them stepped in to stop the fight. No, 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 they all let it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Django could have got killed then. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have. Yeah, they wouldn't have really. Because they, they're going to do him over for the money yeah. anyway. Um, but the general's like, ah, oh, yeah, good old Django. Why don't you go and spend the night with Maria? And Django sort of says, nah, no thanks. I prefer this one. Yeah. And he picks the girl that we mentioned earlier. Who didn't have all the slap on. Who's the only other girl in the saloon who does actually look kind of attractive. Yeah. And he takes her upstairs and he just tells her to undress in front of the window. Yeah. And when she's doing that, he takes his coffin. <laughs> crucial plot device. Yeah, this, this bit I had a few questions about. And Yeah, how he even uses the coffin to kind of bridge a gap that he could have stepped over. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was a corner like that. Yeah. So he could have... He could have walked more to the corner and stepped over. Yeah, but he, could, he needed to take the coffin, didn't he? So he needed to drag it. Yeah, around. okay. You need, yeah, okay. Start, yeah, stand with that. But so it's he, what he does next. Because uh, all the Mexicans are in the bar having a whale of a time. Well, there's a few outside, isn't there? Because he's distracted them. That's why he's told the young lady to undress in front of the mirror. Yeah. And the Mexican bandits are being typical nasty Mexican bandits. And they're like going, ah, oh, oh, she's really pretty. Check out, check out this lady. <laughs> They're just being like, you know. What a Mexican accent that is. <laughs> I don't even really know that I was trying a Mexican accent. I don't know what I was doing. Hey, muchacho, check out this sexy lady. <laughs> oh, she pretty. That was, that was the kind of level of dialogue. Yeah, yeah no, it was. Um, so especially, then, especially in the in dub. So they're distracted. And Django, with his coffin, gets into where they've kept the gold. Yeah. And uh, he gets the Gatling gun out of the coffin. He chucks all the gold in the coffin. Yeah. He sets up the Gatling gun facing the doorway, the only doorway in. And now this is where I think his plan goes wrong. He would have been better to just go in silence. Yeah. Yeah, Just get away in silence. But what he decides to do is set off a load of dynamite, blow out the back of the room 
which he escapes through with the coffin, and then he's rigged up the Gatling gun so that it's anyone coming yeah, so anyone coming through the front door is just being shot. I mean, the gun's just going off, and the amount of dumb bandits that just, just run, run, oh, it's oh, oh shit, that guy just got shot. I'm running after him. He'd oh been, no, I've been shot. He'd have been better off with a Walter White thing on a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, get a bit, get a bit of a swivel on it. Get a bit of a swivel on it. Um, yeah, I think that was the flaw in his plan. Well, I, I don't it, know why he didn't just go. It was did just. They, did he want to go back for Maria? Cause, no, cause, I don't think he had any plan because Maria conf- basically confronts him at gunpoint and says, "You're yeah. going to have to take me with you, Django." And he's like, "Yeah, all right, yeah." Yeah, so why didn't he me. just go? I don't know why he, he could have just gone. He nicked one of the horses and gone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that was just part of his plan. So, bumps into Maria, and Maria obviously is in love with Jack. Yeah, she she's, she's going yeah, yeah, whether yeah. he likes it or not. And I and I think I think even she realizes that he, the way he was treating her for the last portion of the film was really in a way to protect her. I, if he'd have appeared like in any way. Attracted to her. Yeah, or that he cared about her. That would have been something that they would have maybe used against him. So he was really trying hard to just be like, oh, she means nothing to me. I don't don't even fancy her. Yeah. Um, But him and Maria decide to take the money and go, take the gold, get away. So they escape and uh, they get back to the old shitty rope bridge over the quicksand. Yeah. And they're having a conversation. And she's going, oh, Django, I love you. Um, Do they have an argument? Kind of. She, well, she's basically saying, don't worry about the gold, Django. It's just going to get you in trouble. Why don't me and you just go on? Me and you, we'll have a happy life. And he take says, a scoop full of the gold. Well, go. yeah, just take a couple of pocketfuls. Um, but he says, well, I, he said, I loved, I loved someone once. They got yeah, taken yeah. away from me by the, the major... I, I don't think I can ever love again. And if you hang around with me, you'll probably get killed. And I really don't want that. Yeah. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's a bit, it's clunky and it's old fashioned, but it's kind of, it kind of gets me a bit. I, I kind of like that. Um, anyway, the horse, <laughs> the horse rears up. There's an inexplicable, I can't quite remember. No, I, thought, I thought they were arguing. I yeah, it might have been like, I thought something happened yeah, and then or, you see or, the fucking coffin banks down <laughs> yeah he, like, he dropped, then he drop his gun or something or something happens and the horse rears up and the coffin goes sliding down into the quicksand and he's a fucking man man I mean he just well, of course he gets into like, that quicksand yeah, I mean, like a billion quid's worth of gold there. he don't muck around getting in on that coffin um, but it's clear he it's ain't got, gonna it's got. he ain't gonna get it out he ain't gonna get it surely that's, that's they could get that back somehow Surely, how yeah. deep are those? Well, pits? well, this is how deep is a quicksand? How deep? How <laughs> how deep is a quicksand? A quicksand pit? How deep I does it know. go? You does it go some, all the way to the first uh, Do you get sucked all the way down to the molten hot middle of the earth? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, could you stand up and you could drown in quicksand, and then you're like, oh shit, I could have actually stood up. And yeah, you. I could have just. It's only well, two you, foot deep. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be knackered. I might be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Um, yeah. So, so the coughing goes down. Well, you get a hose. You put your hose in your mouth. 
get a rope round your waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd then, get it. Yeah, you'd go down and, and get it. What if it does? <laughs> what if it does go down half a mile? How, do you, how deep? Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. How deep do these places go? I know so little about quicksand, and it's a fascinating thing. I suspect it may just be one of these things really invented for movies. Yeah. You know, quick. Is it a thing? Quicksand. Should we Google it? Yeah. We've done a lot on quicksand this week. Right, Jamie, according to uh, our friend Wiki, quicksand is a... Oh, Christ. Quicksand is a colloid consisting of fine granular material such as sand, silt or clay, and water. It forms in saturated, loose sand when the sand is suddenly agitated. When water in the sand cannot escape, it creates a liquefied soil that loses strength and cannot support weight. Quicksand can form in standing water or in upward flowing water as from an artisan spring in case of in the case of upward flowing water forces oppose the force of gravity and suspend the soil particles oh and the bloody hell any of that means man no it's, it's, it's a highly scientific definition of quicksand can they tell you a place where quicksand is Soil liquefaction may occur in partially saturated... Uh, do, Western. Know. Western it's, super mare. There's bloody quicksand there, I guarantee wait, wait, hang on, calm down. <laughs> right, in popular culture, quicksand is a trope of adventure fiction, particularly in film, where it's typically and unrealistically depicted with a suction effect that causes people or animals that walk into it to sink until fully submerged and risk draining. This has led to the common misconception that humans can be completely immersed in drain in quicksand. However, this is physically impossible. <laughs> They've been lying to us all these years. Why is it impossible? Well, it just says it's physically impossible. It's just loose sand. So it's just There's not... no suction there at all. Okay. You're not getting sucked out. And so what, it's just not deep enough to go... Hang on, wait. According to a 2010 article by The Slate, this gimmick had its heyday, which... Um, where almost 3% of all films show characters sinking <laughs> in clay metal sand. <laughs> there are loads. There are loads. I, my mind is blank on it, but there yeah, are loads, loads of films. Anyway, that's Quicksand. Quicksand Part 2, that was. Yeah. I'm going to check right. out Quicksand movies. So I feel like I needed to name a load of films of Quicksand. Let's get off of Quicksand. Okay. That's been 30%. That's been 3% of this podcast. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, anyway, the, the they've lost the coffin with the gold. Yeah. Maria rushes down to save Django and pull him out. As she's doing that, she gets shot. And it's, By? It's the bandits. The, the bandits. revolutionary bandits have shown up. Uh, they pull Django out. And the general is like, oh, yeah, Django, you know, what's happened? Where's the gold? Yeah, and Django says, we've lost it, general. It's just one of those things. I lost it in the quicksand. And the general says, well, you saved my life, Django, so I'm not going to kill you, but I have got a way of teaching you a lesson. And they basically beat the shit out well, of did, did, did the general say to him, when we get, um, when we get Django in a second, uh, I'm going to say some sinister stuff, and you just smash his hands to shit? Well, Because he's not know. discussed. Nothing to discuss with them. Well, I, I think they're ready to do it. I guess that's what they do with thieves. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, that is, they, they smash the shit out of it. They literally shit. They smash the shit out of his hands with a gun butt, with like a rifle butt. Yeah, and then they all walk their horses over his hands. Um, they they ain't, they ain't no coming back from that, is it? Well, no. I mean, I mean, his hands are mushed. I mean, they're like kind of like compound compound fractures, and like there's bones sticking out. Yeah. And, 
I mean, they just look like they look like first Doctor Strange movie hands. Really, yeah, yeah. his hands are mushed. Yeah, his well, hands are mushed. Hands are mushed. He goes to Maria. Turns out Maria isn't dead. She's been shot. She's but, been winged. Yeah, she she hasn't been fatally shot. And he, with his broken hands, manages to get her back to the saloon. And uh, this is basically the part where he says to Nathaniel, um, look after her. And he says to Maria, I have to kill the general. I have, you know, not, beg your pardon, the major, Major Major Jackson. Uh, I have to kill him. If I don't kill him, me and you are never going to be happy. We'll never get away. He's always going to be looking for us. I have to do this. And she's like, but Django, your hands are broken. What you, you're, What can you do? And he's like, don't worry, just, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So he, he says to her, he says to her and the barman, when the major turns up, tell him I'll be waiting for him at the cemetery. Yeah. So off Django goes, uh, I'd love to be at the cemetery. So off Django goes and uh, the major turns up how they turn up in that town. Well, I don't know where he's been all this time. Well, he's been hanging out with the Mexican army because they end up killing the bandits, don't they? The general. They all go riding off. They basically beat Django's hands yeah. to a pulp. They go riding off back oh, to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the major, who's now working with the Mexican army, ambushes the general. So all the bandits get taken out. Yeah. And then the major goes back to town and he's got like what four or five guys with him, with the red scarves. It's really weird how they go back to town, right? Well, they don't want to get the fucking Gatling gun in the face again, do they? Well, they go back into town. They they ride from like, say, the south entrance. They ride through town to the north. They tie their horses up and walk down, and then they start walking back down. It's like well, through it's, a muddy mud pit. Well, there's nowhere to tie your horses up. Well, it's just... Uh, that, <laughs> it's uh, more cinematic. As much as I love this film, that bit wasn't cinematic. That bit was just nonsense. You were just like, well, why would they do that? Why would they... Why would you ride to the furthest part of where you're heading, tie your horse up, and then just walk all the way through... Is it a power play? Are they trying to instill fear? I have no idea. That, that bit... Of all of the bits in this film, that well, bit is the one bit that stood like out. It was like, you've parked your horses the furthest distance away from the saloon. Well, think of um, Rogue One. Right. At, at the start, when um, that chronic goes to see Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. And he, they, they land their their spacecraft like a half a mile away and then just walk the rest. So we could have parked closer. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how... It, I don't know how much landing area those spaceships need. I don't really know, even know what technology they're working on. Well, they might need like a big area to that's, land. That's on. bullshit. I don't know because they're just maybe maybe if they landed shuttle. any closer, people would get sucked up into like vents or ducts or something. I don't know. Vaporized. No nonsense. I don't know. It's all nonsense, Mike. <laughs> no, it's for, lightsabers it's, are nonsense. It's for it's for effect, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay. But but the effect in this Don't on worry. me was that like well why would you park your horses? <laughs> why would you walk past? So they so they go back. So the baddest turn up the major and his last sort of handful of guys in their red hoods, obviously clan members, 
Come back, go to the saloon. Don't any of those guys with the red scars on think, this is a really bad idea. We've been decimated in no. the last three days. Yeah. I know, and I mean, as far as they know, he's still got his Gatling gun. Yeah. So it's like, well... but Where, then, where was his Gatling gun? Well, he'd left that shooting at the Mexicans, so I think it's probably out of ammo. Oh, right. The Mexicans probably had that, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd scarpered with the gold. Um, but they also find out, when they get back to the saloon, when the Major and his last few men get back to the saloon, and they talk to Nathaniel, the bartender, and he says, uh, Django has told me to tell you he's waiting for you at the cemetery, but he isn't going to be any trouble to you. Both of his hands are broken. Both of his hands are badly broken. And they gun him down. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's kind of... I had to rewind that, I think. Did he just shoot it? Yeah, it was harsh, wasn't it? You know? What did he do that for? Yeah, he didn't... Because the bartender guy didn't... He was just the bartender. He's just an old guy... Yeah, that bit kind of... What are you doing? We know you're a badass. You yeah, know. you didn't need to kill that guy. Um, but Maria, uh, through all that, is hiding. She's sort of hidden out of view on a sofa, and she survives, you know? And we know she's been shot, but we know that it's not fatal. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah. She didn't survive. So the Major leaves, and then we go to, like, the final scene. One of my favourite cinema scenes of all time is he on his wife's grave yeah I, I love it I love it so much so Django we're in the cemetery and he's, Jan- not even, he's not even washed his hands is he oh his hands are just <laughs> they're messed up I mean his hands are just like really like two massive bulbous bloody like messed up pulpy it, it, yeah they're fucked um, so he's so he's at his wife's I believe his wife's grave marker and he's he's trying to take the trigger guard off the gun with his teeth yeah which yeah okay suspension of disbelief I'm not really entirely sure how you would unscrew a trigger guard with your teeth no idea no I've no idea but you know it works you know so and we we watch it for ages him getting the trigger guard off the gun off the off the revolver and then he's just fumbling with a gun and he can't, his hands are so messed up. He can't yeah. even lift it up or anything like that. And you kind of think, even now you're thinking like, he ain't got a chance. He can't even hold a gun. Yeah, but he's genuine. I know. Yeah, but he's genuine. I know, I know. But he can't, so, but at this point you're like, what's he going to do? He can't hold the gun, he can't hold the gun. And he, he drops it a few times and he's trying to pick it up and it's painful and his hands are so, ooh, my hands are all mushed up. Um, then the general arrives at the cemetery and I love how that all sets up how the whole scene where the general and his men and I mean they the baddies look good in their red hoods they look creepy they look like good baddies and they turn up at the cemetery and the cemetery looks really gothic-y and kind of proper boot heel western cemetery And they stood up at the gateway and they can see that Django is kind of like almost cowering behind the headstone of his dead wife's grave. And Major Jackson is like going, ah, yeah, Django. Yeah. It's a shame you haven't got your burial suit with you anymore. Uh, We're going to kill you, but I'm going to give you one last request, Django. I'm going to let you say a prayer. And they start... 
the major starts shooting at him, just teasing him, really shooting the the grave marker, and he's saying, "Let's hear your prayer, Django. Let's hear it. I can't hear you." And as he's saying this, Django's fumbling with a gun, and he just about gets it where he wants it, which is to basically perch the gun on the grave Mm. and use that to fire the trigger. While his other hand kind of fans the, um, what do you call it? Cocking the gun. Yeah, he's fanning the... Yeah, he's what fa- is it called? Uh, you cock a gun and that's the... Hammer. Uh, the hammer. Yeah, yeah, he's pulling the hammer back. Yeah. And I love it at the end. I love it at the end. When the major is going, say your prayer, Django. I can't hear you. And Django just says, can you hear this? And- <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, it's awesome. And he just guns them all down. Yeah. On, off the back of that, off the back of his dead wife's grave, yeah. who he's going to get revenge for, he uses that to kill the the bloke who was responsible. I mean, that's elegiac. I mean, that's just. But the, 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 the chances the major had to kill Django. Oh, so many. But then Django had so many chances to kill him. He let him live loads of times. Well, he wanted to make it more epic, didn't he? Yeah, and he did. He succeeded. So, so uh, basically, that's hands. so that's basically the movie. So Django, he's killed the major. He's killed his last four guys. Django leaves the gun in the in the grave marker. It's all bloody from his hands. And you just see him walking out, walking out of the cemetery. And I guess he's going to go back to Maria, who's still alive. I would imagine he's going to wash his hands. Yeah, yeah. Wrap him up. Yeah. Wrap him up. Put a little bit. Put a little bit of Savlon on him. <laughs> I reckon you might stick a plaster on him. Wrap him up. I don't. Like, where do you even start with that? It's just like one finger at a time. I don't think he's ever going to be doing much with those hands again. I don't, I don't think, think he's going to be. He ain't going to be jerking off in them. Why is he going to do that with his wrists? He ain't going to be joking, though. But then he managed to fire his revolver and kill... That's a ge- I love the ending, Mark. I love that ending. Mark's at five. Five. Yeah, five for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, You're going to yeah, get the yeah. full five on a yeah, Western. Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed it. Full disclosure, you don't really like Westerns. No, I don't really like Westerns, but... Could this be your favourite Western? Uh, possibly, yeah. It's still fresh in the brain. I really enjoyed it. Good. Good, yeah, good choice. Right, should we wrap this up now? Yeah, okay, let me just hang on. I'm glad you liked it. I, you were going to go five on that. Yeah, I really liked it. It is awesome. And I mean, I know generally we're always sort of going like down the horror route, but this movie fits in. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. You know, yeah, there's plen- it is proper gothic. It's cult and genre films yeah. that we do. Yeah. Of course it fits. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, fight. Episode 40, Mark. Congratulations. Way. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Mark? Uh, I've got some ideas. Right? Okay. I'm going to talk about them off, uh, okay, off okay. mic. All right, okay. So no teasers. No. Is there a trip to the book nook? No. Oh, I miss the book nook, Mark. Mate, we've done two hours. Well, I, but I still like the book nook. No, I'm not doing the book nook. Okay, all right. Will we one day get a return to the book nook? <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> no, not tonight, but one day in the future. You just want this to reach two hours, don't you? No, 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 I don't, no. I'm just, I'm enjoying the conversation, Mark. I like I, hearing you go to the book nook. 
I don't want. Oh, I haven't. Well, I haven't been to the Burnt Nut. Okay. Um, so you're not listening to what are you listening to at the minute? Uh, stuff on BBC Sounds at the moment. <laughs> okay, it's like okay. Comedian, <laughs> comedians talking to really? other comedians, which is not anything. It's not really a book nook. No, it's not a book segment. Book. Okay. No. Right. Good night, Mark. Say goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye, Jamie. Night, everybody. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon?